Hello all, and welcome to the All for the Gluten-Free Good podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hopper, sharing with you how I'm finding peace and joy in this gluten-free journey. Episode 5, Gluten-Free by Marriage. Hello all, today I have a very special guest with me. I've been wanting to do this podcast for a while and I am truly so excited to bring it to you. This week I'm interviewing my husband on what it's like to have a spouse with gluten intolerance or lactose intolerance or any of the other variety of things that it seems like I have to deal with at times and that I'm sure many of you have to deal with as well. I've prepared some questions for him and am interested to hear his answers, so let's jump in. All right, Jake, say hi. Hello. (laughs) So let's start with some backstory on our relationship because I really haven't talked about our relationship or our marriage very much, so I don't don't really know that anybody knows very much about it. Um, So why don't you tell everybody how we met? How we met? That's a fun story, I suppose. Um, we were, uh, 14, yeah, I think so. 13, 14, 15 Around years old ish. You were a year older than me and our little brothers played ball together, different kinds of ball, baseball, soccer, pretty much any, any kind of sport they could get their hands on. Right. Um, anyway, my twin brothers and your little brother were the same age and played ball together and... We would show up at the practices and the games and the cookouts, and uh, we'd see each other. And I thought you were cute, and <laughs> uh, you would, like, say hi and stuff. And yeah. um, one time, or the day I made my Facebook page, I guess you looked me up. and I did. Yeah. I did do that. It was You were actually... my first friend on Facebook. Was I really? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I never knew that. Yeah, I. it was kind of a fluke thing that I... You know, I knew of him at school, but we kind of had different circles, and so I felt like I would just look him up on Facebook, like, oh, that Hopper boy, he's kind of cute, and um, I think that's pretty safe to say the rest is history. We dated for, gosh, four years? More than that. Before? No, I don't think so. I think it was just mm. four before yeah. we got married. Right. Like four and a half or something like that. Um, but Yeah. That's basically that. So we were high school sweethearts. We started dating when he was 15 and I was mm-hmm. 16. So, um, yeah, that's that's basically our story. Um, yeah. So, are you ready for questions? Sure. Okay. I'm so excited. Um, so, we were married for about two years when everything went down. When I got my first, I don't even... I mean, kind of diagnosis, and when I was just trying to figure everything out. So what was your first thought, your first reaction, when I said that I wanted to try going gluten-free? I think the first time you asked, you were like, you were like hey, I might need to eat gluten-free. We were living in apartment 7-Eleven, like uh, in Macomb mm-hmm. or whatever. And I was working at Hy-Vee, and we were pretty familiar with how much the stuff was. And I was like, oh my gosh, our grocery bill is going to be nuts. <laughs> that's what I remember. <laughs> that's that's pretty fair. But, I mean, yeah, we were 
I don't know. We 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 started in like a uh, a more bare bones way. We were like, yeah, let's eat eggs and spinach all the time. And yeah, that got tiring really quick. But mm-hmm. I just thought it was gonna get really expensive. Yeah, I think I think that's probably most people's assumption. Because um, being, I mean, if you try to eat gluten free, like eat what you would eat normally, oh, yeah. yeah, just gluten free and you're not willing to budge or adjust or be flexible, then you're absolutely just going to spend a fortune. Um, and at first it was really hard because we were also on like a college student budget and then I was in internship. Um, yeah, like a load of Jack's pizza costs like a buck 88. And then like <laughs> one of our gluten-free pizzas is like six ninety nine or something. I mean, and those are like the, it, yeah. the semi-good ones. Right. Like the really good ones are like a solid 10 bucks. <laughs> Um, but yeah, for sure. Um, so, okay, this was actually one of my favorite questions. Is the food really as bad as everybody says? Um, uh, exhibit A, like yesterday, was it, it was the day before yesterday. We brought home, I brought home a pie from work that was a sample from a company called Marie Antoinette or something like that. Yeah, that. It was baller. That was amazing. Yeah. That was amazing. So, and side it was, note. It was just as good as any gluten pie. <laughs> it was. I, I think second to my pies, I think it's probably the best gluten-free pie I've had. Word. In my opinion. Yeah. The only thing it was missing is that it wasn't super flaky, which I think it was just not flaky because it was frozen. Yeah. Yeah. But the taste was amazing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that. Again, like, it is what you make it. And if you choose right. to be, like, miserable and just, like, oh, my gosh, this stuff sucks, like, then it's probably right. not going to taste very good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, side note. So, for those of you who don't know, um, Jake is ha- has got a job right now. He's working at Hy-Vee, but he's a manager, and he actually works in the health market section. So, for those of you who don't have a Hy-Vee or if you don't have anything like that near you, um, Hy-Vee is like one of the, I would say higher end grocery stores yeah, and they it's, have, it's definitely got like fancier stuff. If you yeah. want like ethnic foods that are kind of weird and healthy or anything like that, like they got like weird vegetables you wouldn't be able to find <laughs> right. anywhere else in town, like diet, dragon fruit and stuff. Yeah, like. Diacon radishes or whatever they're called. Yeah. So, but it's cool because he's working in that section now. So, you know, I kind of got the hookup. Um, there, so that's fun. Um, okay, ready for another question? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. What was the hardest part of the diagnosis process for you? For me, I mean, I guess we both really just wanted some answers and maybe some security and like ideas of, uh, like, either how you needed to eat or, like, why you were feeling so crappy. Because, I mean, nobody wants the other person feeling crappy when you're living together. I mean, that's not attesting to anybody's moods. It's just, like, whenever, you, whenever your gut hurts, nobody's happy. But, oh, yep. That's, yep, that's, that's pretty true. I don't have any comments on that. <laughs> um, so, next question what challenges has having a gluten-free spouse presented in your life specifically? I mean, I don't think there are too many because in this situation, I was pretty optimistic. 
Um, I guess we'll get into that in a little bit, possibly. But uh, challenges, maybe, like, food's less convenient to get on the road. Mm. Like, it's like, let's go to IHOP. Not because they have, like, waffle batter in their eggs. Like, yeah, side note, guys. Did you know that? That IHOP puts a waffle batter in their eggs? Like, first of all, I don't know for why? <laughs> Is that good? Like, that doesn't even sound good. But, ugh, jeez. Anyway, we went there once, and I literally got, like, a salad, I think, because they couldn't have, like, anything on That's their menu. It was so disappointing. I, I just wanted some eggs and bacon. That's that's all I wanted. Anyway, don't go to IHOP. <laughs> um, okay. It's like, can you guys make some regular eggs? No, <laughs> we have it all mixed together already. Oh, that they wow. were really confused when I asked them if they could just crack a new egg. They were like, I, we don't understand. <laughs> I, was I, like, okay, I think well. they come in bags. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I was disappointed. Um... Okay, so this is a question that Jake actually told me that I should ask when I was asking him if I was going to miss any questions. So, how has being gluten-free, how has me being gluten-free helped you? Oh, um, I mean, that was just a question that I kind of came up with, but I didn't have an answer. Um, (laughs) So, like, seeing you look at your diet and how it made you feel, like, I kind of did the same thing. Like, after being uh, a teenager and hating my acne, I wanted to go on a course of antibiotics. And uh, I think that's what screwed up some of my gut biome and, like, Mm. why whenever I eat really crappily, like, my skin breaks out and red dots and all that stuff. And if I... I found that... Or, like, seeing you, like, kind of narrow down what made you feel like junk, Mm -hmm. um, I kind of sort of did the same thing. And that's why I veer away from some of the gluten because that feeds some of the microbiome that is bad for that situation and like I kind of uh, wanted to prevent the amount of arthritis or like the joint stiffness I get from eating a lot of like carbs and sugary mm-hmm. stuff so I mean in a way uh, you being gluten free and narrowing down that helped me kind of want to narrow down my stuff, I guess. Yeah, so, like, it, it just, like, made you more aware of right. where you could be attending to your body yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. Working together. Yeah, I don't think it's something that most people think about unless they have to. Um, but, yeah, it's actually been really cool. I mean, like, um, I definitely think that, like, part of the reason why your acne has probably gone away is probably mm-hmm. just because you've gotten older oh, yeah. um, and aged out of it. But, like, I mean, you, yeah, your your breakouts are, like, far, few and far between mm-hmm. now. And, I, yeah, I definitely think it probably has to do with how well you eat and how committed you are to a diet that's right for you, which may not always be a diet that's right for me. Just, like, mm-hmm. my diet is not always, like, they're not synonymous. Um, but we try to find what works for the both of us and, you know, do that um yeah so that leads me to also actually add a question here do you eat gluten-free um 99% of the time yes uh like if there is a donut in the break room or like some good muffins I might uh 
Not my nipple on one. <laughs> or two. <laughs> Secretly. Yeah, or two or three on accident. <laughs> they sneak their way into my face cave. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, yeah, for the most part at home, like I, I still eat my eggs and spinach and almonds and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. I mean, like, we don't, we don't buy... I know at home... Yeah, it's it, that just... We don't buy gluten-free or gluten bread. We, we only buy gluten-free products. We don't purchase gluten pasta. We don't purchase gluten bagels. The only thing I will typically buy for him that may contain gluten are, like, granola bars or, like, snack packs or something like that. Like something a, nice and sealed. Something that's sealed that he could just take with him that's not going to cross-contaminate all over my surfaces or anything like that or on any of my utensils. Right. Um, but it's funny because, you know, it, I wasn't super, you know, whenever I first went gluten-free, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, Jake, you have to go gluten-free with me. But it just kind of happened over time. Like, we were just kind of doing this journey together, and then he just never complained about me not buying gluten bread. He never said anything. And when I would offer, he was like, meh. <laughs> like, it's, it's okay. I mean, a lot of times bread isn't what he goes for anyway. You know, right. usually you'd rather have, like, an omelet or mm-hmm. something like that salad so yeah kind of worked out really well but yeah i mean like if we're out to eat like you know i've seen you get meals before that probably contain gluten and you know it's fine it's just right. because we're out to eat and your meal is separate than mine we just make sure like not to share drinks in those oh, situations yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like i remember one time we were at mcdonald's and i got a thing of water and i or we got a thing of water to think, share. Yeah. Because we're like, not I weird about that. Of it, I'm and fine. then she was like, oh, crap, we need to go get a new water. And I was like, what's up? And she's like, you drink out of it. You have a bun. <laughs> you know, right. it takes some time. We definitely figured it out over time. But, you know, it was challenging at first. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's that cross-contamination thing that we were talking about last week. Um, so... <clears throat> What have you learned about being gluten-free or even, like, just in general, like, what have you learned about people who deal with, like, food intolerances and allergies through this process? Through what process? I'm sorry. <laughs> through, oh, through my journey. No, through, through, through our, our journey, our journey yes. together. Right. So, since I went gluten-free and, like, we did this whole thing for, like, a few years, like, is there anything that you feel like you've learned that like you didn't know before about right intolerances well, or anything like that? I still have failed to like look up like what bodily reactions happen during like a gluten shock period or whatever. Like, I mean, you've been present for them, so right, I'm pretty but sure I'm, you know. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about like any like uh, like domino effect that might happen in, in like your gut system or what oh, have you. Oh yeah that causes all that but yeah um what have i learned uh <laughs> apparently denny's says that they're gonna like or that their their food that is labeled gluten-free is under 20 parts per million and somehow that is relevant to safety. oh yeah the 20 parts per million thing yeah. so <clears throat> 20 parts per million means it's, it's basically a measurement, for those of you who aren't familiar with this, it's basically a measurement of how much gluten a product contains. 20 parts per million is very, 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 very small. It's not very much at all, less than what you would probably encounter in a 
mild in atmosphere. <laughs> right in your atmosphere like there's probably you know it probably just is chance or it, it just happens i'm really not sure how you get such a minor and like small gluttoning but anyway so most people even with very serious like celiac disease they say scientifically that they do not react to these things that contain 20 parts per million per million or less so that that is the standard um, for what is something like it has to have 20 parts per million of gluten or less to be classified as a gluten-free product or like for you to sell something gluten-free at a restaurant and they come in and do testing for that so and that's called an ELISA essay or assay whatever you call it yeah what I don't know you can look up what ELISA stands for if you like but it's like some acronym for gluten-free testing. It's just like when you do the whole, yeah. Really? And how did I not know this? Right. I will look it up at some point. I will definitely do that. Very interesting. Okay. Um, I love how I know this, but I don't, I didn't know anything about that. Um, so, last question. If there are any listeners out there who are spouses of someone who is gluten-free, what can you share with them? What would you like to tell them? Um, just be supportive. Like, you know, somebody's like, man, I can't eat something. Just be like, I am really sorry. Would you like to go somewhere else? Is there something we can do? Like, and, you know, don't be embarrassed if they're assertive with their food choices because it's, it's smiles all around after that. Like, if they're actually getting what they want and uh, mm. they're not feeling like crap. So just be supportive. Yeah. I will say, um, Jake, that you, I mean, you've really, I feel like I, I don't think I could have asked for any better reaction or any more support. Mm -hmm. I, I really feel like you've been very supportive through this whole process. Um, so, yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> so, thanks for being on the podcast, Jake. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Hopper. For some of my favorite recipes and resources, head on over to all-for-the-good.com and subscribe for my five essential gluten-free baking recipes, including a variation on my grandmommy's classic sugar cookie recipes. Wishing you the best and to be blessed. Mm -hmm.